Happy Friday, everybody. It's Friday, December 6, 2019, and as always, if you're listening to this, that means you made it through another week and margaritas are in order, uh, especially since Casa Maya is back in business. Casa Maya in Shorewood, Illinois, is the best Mexican grub you're going to get in the southwest suburbs of Chicago. It has been a staple for my wife and I for the better part of a decade and a half. And because they were moving locations and there were some issues with the move into the new place, they have been closed for five months. And they reopened this past Wednesday. So, yeah, go get yourself some margaritas. If you're anywhere in the Chicagoland area, make your way out to Shorewood, the corner of 52 and 59, and go see Casamaya. You will thank me later. No, they are not paying me to say this. This is not a paid advertisement. This is just a fan pimping out some of the best Mexican grub he's ever had. This is the point in the podcast where, if you've listened to it for any period of time, I normally play a little bit of the Beatles' birthday song leading us into the daily birthdays, but podcasts and the Beatles are still having an issue. So that song is not available to be uploaded onto the podcast, so we're going to roll right into the birthdays like we did last week. Happy birthday to Agnes Moorhead, Otto Graham, Larry Boa, Joe Beth Williams, and the immortal Randy Rhodes. Now I know on the Facebook page I do a song of the day along with the happy birthdays every day and earlier this week was Ozzy Osbourne's birthday and I made the song of the day that day, Crazy Train. Well, I didn't look ahead to see that today would be Randy Rhodes' birthday, and there really is only one song to make the song of the day in honor of his birthday, and that's Crazy Train. So we're going for a twofer on the Ozzy Gray Crazy Train this particular week. That is our song of the day. Uh, Before we get into the football really quickly, let me give you some reminders like I do every week. Uh, First and foremost, this is not a podcast that's recorded in a studio it's not professionally done. This is an amateur. I'm, I'm it. I'm the whole production staff. So it doesn't seem together. It doesn't mix together seamlessly. You're going to hear background noises. It's meant to be that way for the time being. It's meant to be like two people sitting on the deck shooting the shit. So if you hear my dogs barking because my wife is getting yet another Amazon delivery, and yeah, I just threw my wife under the bus, and she's now looking at her computer going, you son of a bitch. Regardless, it's meant to be that way. Don't freak out if you hear the dogs barking, okay? Another reminder. If you want to hear the music that is in this podcast, there are I have musical interludes every so often, you got to listen on an Anchor platform. Anchor has the rights to use the music but not push it to other platforms. So if you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or anywhere else, you don't get the music so you don't hear the podcast as it was intended to be heard. So if you're on your computer, if you could, please go to anchor.fm. If you're on your smartphone or your tablet, just download the Anchor app. It's all free. You get this podcast and dozens of others. You might actually enjoy it. And you'll be able to hear the podcast as it was intended. Also, if you have an opportunity, swing by my website, tompowelljr.com, tompowelljr.com, where you're going to find anything you need to know about me. But most importantly, you're going to see where you can go buy my first book, entitled The Grateful Life, The Life Story of a Husband, Father, and Taco-Loving Deadhead, as well as a concert ticket bookmark to go with that book, or one of my new 6-inch by 6-inch Tom Powell Jr. Show Peace, Love, and Tacos window stickers. Now that I'm done pimping myself out, why don't we cue some Monday Night Football music and do a little bit about the football before we get into the stories of the week. Alright, last week was a, uh, an, a mediocre week at best for me. I went 8-8 eight eight last week. So far in the season, I'm 112-75-1. So uh, last week in the NFL, we saw my Colts shit the bed. <clears throat> they fell apart at home, and now they got an uphill battle to even make the playoffs. Still doable, and they still got a team that can get it done. And the nice part about the schedule is the two teams ahead of them, the Titans and the, uh, and the Texans, they play each other twice in the remaining schedule. So somebody's coming out with some losses while the Colts have an opportunity to jump ahead of some people. But they did not make their task any easier by losing at home to the division rival, 
uh, sorry, not the division rival. I apologize. It's been a little bit of a morning around here. Uh, we also saw history get made last week. No team in the history of the NFL had ever lost to two teams in the same season that were 0-7 or worse. But that is exactly what the Jets did when they lost earlier this year to the 0-win Dolphins, and they lost this past week to the 0-win Bengals. They gave the Dolphins and the Bengals their first win of the season. That's how fucking bad the New York Jets are. That is horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Not a place in history that you want to be. Down in Jacksonville, Foles coughs it up on three straight uh, possessions. And then the $88 million man finds himself benched for Gardner Menchu moving forward. We found out that the Pats are not for real. They lost to the Texans. And, and just as a side note, thanks a lot, New England. You guys have been up my ass for the better part of two decades. <clears throat> I need you guys to win one game, and you can't fucking pull it off. But, typical, they're falling apart. Packers and the Giants kind of gave us our first snow game. There was a little bit of snow on the field, but we need we need a real snow game. We need, like, a, it's going to snow eight inches during the fucking game kind of game. That's what we need. The Falcons had three straight onside kicks recovered, and they still lost to the Saints. They're hot garbage. I'm actually surprised Jason Garrett was actually allowed to finish the Thanksgiving game as badly as they played. I mean, I know he's going to lose his job by the end of the season, if not immediately after the season, but my God. I don't even, I'm don't i surprised Jerry Jones allowed him to finish that game. And speaking of Thanksgiving games, we had the Bears barely beat the Lions, and the Lions with their third-string quarterback on Thanksgiving. The Bears are also hot garbage, and I'm just going to, you got to say it, it's time we say it. I'm sorry, I know I'm biased against the Bears, but it's time we say it. Mitch Trubisky is a bust. He's a bust. He's not the guy that's going to get it done. Sorry. Having said all that, let me go ahead and uh, go ahead and give you this week's picks. Now, we don't do the Thursday pick because the podcast is recorded for Friday. It's recorded on Thursday for Friday. So... Your Sunday and Monday winners will be the Falcons, Colts, Jets, Saints, Vikings, Texans, Bills, Browns, Packers, Jaguars, Cardinals, Raiders, Chiefs, Seahawks, and Eagles. With all of that being said, let's go ahead and move on to the stories of the week. I know not everybody digs the football stuff. I got to start this week by saying that the... uh, I threw this into the notes last minute, last night. The new 80s hair metal stadium tour that was just announced is a monster lineup of 80s hair metal bands. It was formidable when it was just the three bands, and then another opening act got added to the to the roster. This is a lineup that includes Motley Crue, Poison, Def Leppard, and now Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. That is a monster tour. First and foremost, you can forget about getting tickets. Okay, The tickets are going to be extraordinarily expensive, and they're going to fly in seconds. They're not doing multiple shows in each city. I mean, they're, they're, they're hitting this whole thing over the course of a couple of months, in the summer, and they're only given one show to each city. Chicago's uh, show is going to be at Wrigley Field, and you can absolutely forget about even being able to touch those tickets. It's going to be one of the hottest tickets for the summer tour. It's going to be one of the most expensive tickets on the summer tour, and I'm telling you, it's going to be most likely one hell of a show. One hell of a show. It's going to be loud, it's going to be rude, it's going to be crude, and it's going to rock the foundations of that joint. So to all of you folks out there who are actually going to score tickets to that show, hats off, you guys are in for one hell of a good time. Now, can we briefly, just briefly, do a a, a Thanksgiving recap? I don't normally do a, a recap, like last year I did not do a recap of Thanksgiving, but... Uh, first and foremost, it was one of those Thanksgivings. I, I, I've had, was watching Facebook, 
Facebook went down on Thanksgiving, which, you know, awesome, right? Uh, and then the little bits and pieces that you could get from Thanksgiving. Uh, one friend had a fire that occurred in her, uh, her oven on Thanksgiving. Another friend had uh, a mishap with a small fire in a garbage can, and the fire department showed up <clears throat> at our house. Uh, we broke the, uh, the chain for the ceiling fan light, so we had to bring up like a stand-up light for the, for the dining area. Um, uh, we, we had a brand-new pan for the turkey, and the dripping started smoking, and so we had to clear the smoke out of the house. Uh, the turkey had to kind of go in and out a little bit. We had half the rolls not rise. Do you know something? In typical fashion, we pulled it all together, and we had a hell of a meal. My wife is a fucking miracle worker when it comes to that stuff. She was about ready to snap. Snap. But primarily the reason why I wanted to do a, a, a brief recap of Thanksgiving is I saw a lot of my friends post shit like this. And uh, my wife and I discussed it, and, and to each their own, but we just can't figure it out. We can't get behind it. And, and what it is is a lot of people posted about the fact that they had deviled eggs at Thanksgiving. And to us... Deviled eggs is an Easter thing only. We have never had deviled eggs on Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas, or any other holiday outside of Easter. Maybe the 4th of July, right? Maybe. It's an Easter thing, though. And we were just really shocked at the number of people that actually do deviled eggs on Thanksgiving. Uh, to, To me... I don't know why, but personal thing. To me, the taste of the deviled eggs doesn't go with the taste of everything else that's on the table. It's not, it doesn't accentuate the rest of the meal. It, 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 it stands out from the rest of the meal in a, in a negative way because everything else that's on the table flows together. Depending on, on what you got on the table. I mean, if you do it right, wink, wink. <laughs> Turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, rolls, corn. Maybe you guys throw in some yams. But I mean, turkey, stuffing, rolls, mashed potatoes, corn. There you go. Okay, cranberry. Throw some cranberry on there. Whatever. Deviled eggs just doesn't ever come into the mix for us. But apparently it does for quite a bit of people. Shocking to me. That's all. It just, it doesn't... Fit with the, I don't think of devil. I think of deviled eggs and a ham, right? Anyway, just a small mini rant. I needed to get that off my chest because I was like, somebody had posted a meme of like a snake with an egg in its mouth, and it was like, uh, "Mom, don't." Mom says, "Don't touch the deviled eggs." Me, and then just like a picture of the snake with the egg in its mouth, and and then like a bunch of people were posting it, and then. People started actually posting about their deviled eggs, and I was like, no, stop. It hurts my heart that you would do such a thing on on Thanksgiving. Anyway, like I said, just thought I'd mention it. I'll tell you what sucks about Thanksgiving for a lot of people, and it certainly did around this household is going back to work slash school on the Monday after. Its effects were definitely felt in the Casa de Powell as the año. Now, the boy had been off the entire week, which I disagree with. There was a meme floating around saying, these little fuckers don't need to be off an entire week to eat one turkey dinner. I agree. Thursday, Friday is when you should get off. I'm sorry, but the whole week off is a, is a bit of... Wednesday, maybe, okay, you want to turn it into a five-day weekend, but it's it, Thursday, Friday, it's still a four-day weekend. Plus, you keep the kids out of our hair so we can continue to get shit done, but no, uh-uh, send them home for a week. Anyway, Monday rolls around, everybody's dragging ass, right? Everybody's dragging ass, and uh, the boy's kind of like <laughs> walking through the house. And my wife's getting ready in the bathroom, and I look at my wife and I say, um, is Lily up? 
And she goes, I haven't heard her. Tommy, go see if Lily's up. He's all right, let me finish my... She's like, no, go see you now. Because, I mean, like, we're up against the clock here. And he goes down and, and wakes Lily up, and Lily comes out of the room sobbing. Sobbing. And my wife says to her, are you okay? And Lily goes, I just woke up. Yes, but are you okay? No, I'm not okay. I gotta leave right now. It was hilarious. Hilarious. It was $10,000 worthy on America's Funniest Home Videos had we caught the goddamn thing on film. My wife was dying. Dying. It, Monday after Thanksgiving just up and whooped Lily's ass. Took her behind the woodshed, whooped her ass, she started crying, and then it whooped her ass for crying. Got her off the school, she came home that afternoon and was like, we shall not speak of this. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? We shall not speak of this. Have you met me? I talk about everything and I have a fucking podcast. Of course I'm talking about this. You came out of your bedroom like somebody just fucking told you your grandmother died. <coughs> rough morning rough morning Lily had the morning of mornings so given the fact that she's about to be off for two straight weeks and then have to go back in the dead cold of January I'm guessing we're in for another his, uh, get the cameras ready we, we wake her up that Monday we need to have the cameras rolling because daddy needs to get paid you need to start contributing to the household and your tears are going to make us money <laughs> Oh, uh, that was probably the worst thing a father could say right there, right? But, oh, it was that good. It really was that good. I mean, I feel bad for her. I, I, I don't have any room to talk. I don't have to get up and go to work. I don't have to get up and go to school. You know, I'm up with everybody else in the morning, but, you know, that's because it really is kind of a dick move to still stay, be cuddled up under the Afghan while everybody else is getting ready for the day. But, you know, I feel for everybody. I truly do. I felt for her that morning when my wife was like, damn, damn, she's having a rough one. Now, it, in all fairness, it could be worse. Things could really be worse. You could have been taking your dog for a walk that morning. And you could have experienced... What this next woman experienced. Her name is Lisa Cross and she lives in Canterbury, New Zealand. And she's got a mastiff named Hooney. H-U-N-I. And she was taking Hooney for a walk. And when they get out on the trail, she does kind of keep Hooney close. But lets him kind of walk a little free. <clears throat> and Hooney got himself away from her a little bit and got into the bushes. When Hooney emerged from the bushes is when Lisa's dismay began. Because when he came out of the bushes, Hooney had a dirty, giant, pink dildo in his mouth. I shit you not, look it up. You'll see pictures of it. Go ahead and Google Lisa Cross of New Zealand. It's all you're going to need to do. Took her over an hour to get this dildo out of Hooney's mouth. She was like, she said, I was absolutely horrified and dying of laughter at the same time. She had to take the dildo and go bury it somewhere where he couldn't get to it and then get him out of the area. Yeah, get him out of the area and then get him a block of soap to chew on and a gallon of Purell to drink. That is, uh, that would make the Monday after Thanksgiving, even worse. Even worse. I would, I, yeah, I don't even know how I would respond if either Bonnie or Clyde came out of the bushes with a fucking pink dildo in their mouth. I think instant, instantaneously I might just go ahead and vomit and be like, all right, listen, I love you, dog, and we're still cool and everything, but you are never licking my face ever again. You even form your mouth like you're about to take a lick off my cheek and you and me are going to fucking blows. It's never happening again. You can't drink enough water to get that off your tongue. 
You absolutely can't. Now, something that could have made your return to work on the Monday after a holiday somewhat bittersweet, something that could give you mixed emotions, is if you had a really shit job, but it really, really, really paid well. I'm going to give you an example of one that I saw in the news this week. The uh, Princeton Consumer Research Company is actually paying people. This is a job you can do. It's insane. It's insane the amount of money that they pay. They're paying people $2 million a year. $2 million. It's with an M, million dollars a year. That is an absolute assload of money. And they're paying this $2 million to people whose job it is to smell armpits and feet all day for research. Kind of gives you some mixed emotions about going back to work. You want the two mil, but you just enjoyed a nice four-day weekend and not having to smell strangers' armpits. I mean, right off the bat. Immediately off the bat. My sister-in-law, Lisa, is out. It doesn't matter if they doubled the salary and took it to $4 million. The feet thing, she's a goner. She's out the door. Eh-eh, never happening. Everybody else, you want strangers rolling through a lab, trying out different deodorants, and then you got to roll up on them and just start sniffing armpits all day long? I mean, I get it. It's $2 million. You're like, yeah, I think I can handle it for $2 million. But think about doing it for eight hours a day. 40 hours a week for the next 20 years. Yeah, you got to think about it, even at the 2 million. I got to tell you, <coughs> sure could use 2 mil, but I think it's going to be a hard pass. Hard pass. But enough about all of that after, after Thanksgiving shit. We got to get into the weird stories. I've done enough about post Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving, and, and it was that was it's long, it's gone. We're on to Christmas now, but we got to get into some some of the weird stories of the week, as we do. And I can't think of a better place to start with Hattie, this young this young lady Hattie. Uh, she's on uh, Tinder. Now I I I've heard the guys that work for me talk about Tinder. I've actually never even seen Tinder. I don't know what exactly. It does, but apparently it's a hookup site. And this woman goes by the name Hattie Retro Age. Hattie Retro Age. And Hattie, a uh, little something you need to know about Hattie, she's an 83-year-old granny of three. Yeah. And apparently she's quite popular on Tinder. Hattie has been seeing men solely for the purposes of one-night stands for the last 33 years. Um, For those of you keeping score at home, that means that Hattie just started taking some random strange at the age of 50. And here she is at the age of 83, still hunting down Tinder Strange. She, the article says she's the grandmother of three. So if Hattie's grandchildren are listening, get your granny under control. Hattie says that the reason why she does what she does, her desire, her sexual desire, is not about variety, but it's about frequency. She needs it so often that a regular relationship can't give it to her and she can just go to Tinder and get it whenever she wants. Granny getting her freak out. Hattie's out there just hunting strange, right? But the reason why the article came to light is because Hattie now says that she's ready to settle down. This 83-year-old grandmother of three who's been taking raw strains for the last three decades is looking for the right man. She wants to settle down. 
Now, I try not to be too offensive. <laughs> I'm going to try, but I'm going to fail, okay? Nothing wrong with taking strange, okay? Whatever. If you're single, go get what you got to get, right? <clears throat> but you, you've already been married, you've already had children, and then you went on a three-decade sexcapade starting at the age of 50, and you are now 83. I am not trying to be rude. I am trying to be realistic when I say this. The combination of the sheer volumes of strange dick you've taken, combined with the natural loosening that it comes with the aging process, I have to imagine it's equivalent to tossing a hot dog down a hallway at this point in time, okay? Now you want to settle down? You've been hunting men aged 30 to, I believe the article said the oldest man that she dated over the course of those, or not dated, but slept with over the course of those three decades was uh, 62 years old. So she doesn't want guys her own age, and probably a good decision, because I'm guessing most 83-year-olds aren't going to be able to do it once or twice a year, let alone as often as old Hattie is going to need it. So guys, if you're in your 30s or your 40s and you're looking for a sexually active older woman that uh, is just looking to go to pound town every 36 and a half minutes, Hattie's looking for someone to settle down with. I mean, tie a two-by-four to your ass and give it a whirl, I guess. It's not how any of this works, Granny. Doesn't, it's not how any of this works. Another thing that, that falls into the this is not how any of this shit works is, a, is another story that deals with another woman when it comes to the dating scene. And I got to tell you something. Uh, if she hears this segment, she's most likely going to be pissed off at it. But I'm going to speak a little bit of fucking truth when it comes to this one here. I need to talk to you guys for a minute about Farah Abraham. Apparently, she is uh, one of these bullshit reality stars. From what I can gather, Farah Abraham starred on one of these teen mom shows called 16 and Pregnant. <clears throat> now, I've seen a little bit, a very little bit, of a couple of episodes of 16 and Pregnant. And it's just, you know, typical worst of society, bullshit, garbage reality shit. And it's, uh, it's produced some quote-unquote reality stars. And this woman is one of them. Farah Abraham. Now, I did a little digging into this woman. Apparently this woman is also well known for the fact that uh, she once referred to the convenience store known as 7-Eleven. As nine one one, so right off the bat, you need to be made aware of that not only is she a bullshit reality TV star, but she's also dumber than a fucking post. As reality TV stars tend to be, I've also found out that she's uh, she's had a failed singing career, and uh, she had a line of pasta sauces. So basically, at the end of the day. If we can just kind of sum up who she is before we talk about why she's made the news this week. This woman is, uh, is, has no actual skill set. Uh, she's, she's had a couple of failed attempts at uh, starting businesses. And the only thing that she's actually known for is getting knocked up in her teen years. I mean, that's it. That's the only, the only skill set she has is the ability to, uh, become impregnated so now that we've got a little bit of background on who she is uh, the reason why she's making news now is because she has announced that if you want to date her there's a list of demands and criteria that you have to meet now everybody's got their own list of demands and criteria that they have to meet not everybody makes such a big deal out of them and not everybody's list is quite like hers uh, so we're going to take a, just a, a very brief dive into what she's looking for. It's a very short list. It's not a lot to it. 
you have to have an extensive background check done. She's got to do a deep dive into everything about you. She's got to do a deep dive into your criminal background as well as your professional background and your financial background. She needs to make sure you have the financial capabilities of supporting her because her another one of her requests for dating her is um, that the man pay for everything. Okay, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but she said there will be no Dutch with her. The man's job is to pay for everything. Okay. And then the kicker to the list of three demands uh, that Miss Farah is putting out there is uh, in order to even book the date. This is not the cost of the date. Just to book a date, to get a date on the calendar with her is going to cost you a $5,000 non-refundable deposit. So she's got to know everything about your financial history. She's got to know everything about your professional history. She's got to know everything about your criminal history. You need to go into it knowing that no matter where she chooses to go and no matter how expensive it is, you are picking up the tab for the entire thing. And before we even get to that point, you got to cough up $5,000 just to get it on the schedule. Farah, my dear, that's not a date. You are not a date. You are a prostitute. Plain and simple. You are a prostitute. Even if you do not sleep with these men, you are no better than an escort. And if you do sleep with the men, I'm going to take it one step further. You're not only a prostitute, you're a whore. You are selling your body. That's all you're doing. Now, she says that if people can monetize who they are on places like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, then she can monetize who she is in the form of a date. You're going to die alone and miserable because you are a wretchedly stupid pile of trash who's now prostituting herself in the open on Instagram. Learn a skill, get a fucking job, and stop being a dreg of society. I'm sorry to be that harsh about it, but when I was reading this, I was like, are you, are you honestly fucking kidding me? I wouldn't touch you with a 10-foot fucking pole. I've said on this podcast numerous times that we have got to stop making stupid people famous. We have to. We have people that get famous for doing nothing but being dumbasses on social media. She got knocked up. Let's be honest. Put the cards on the table for a moment. And look at the actual ability this girl has. She had no ability until she opened her legs and got knocked up. And then she went on a, on a reality TV show about people who are making bad decisions in their life. She got some money from that. And she tried to do the right thing. She tried to start a couple of businesses, but she can't. She failed. She has no skill. So now her latest skill is to go back to doing what got her famous in the first place. Selling her body. What can I do with my body that I can then monetize? Well, I was able to get pregnant, and I was able to get on a TV show and monetize that. So this time around, if you guys want to date me, it's going to cost you some money. We're going to monetize my body. That's prostitution. Period. And for some ungodly reason, people in this world follow her on Instagram. Oh my God, look at her. We got to follow her. Look what she's wearing. Look what she's saying. Look what she's doing. Yeah, look at her. She's a fucking moron. She's a waste of skin and space. And you people are eating it up with a goddamn spoon. But it's the world we live in, right? I talk about it week in and week out. The stupidity. And how people who are 
influencers make you do stupid shit so that they can remain relevant. Got another Instagram influencer this week. I don't know how many of these fucking people (laughs) need to go out of the woodwork of the crazy train for you guys to stop fucking following these people. Stop listening to what these people say and what they tell you to do. If you pay Farrah Abraham, before I get into the Instagram influencer, Megan, who's going to end the show here for us today. If you pay Farrah Abraham $5,000 just to schedule a date with her, you are too fucking stupid to be allowed to procreate. You truly are. She's a drain on society. She provides nothing of value. And you're going to keep her afloat because what? You want to get in the limelight for a minute? You think you're going to score with her? You think that your $5,000 date's going to be the one that's going to make her fall in love with you and you guys are going to go off and have a lifetime of your... Nah, not happening, but sorry. She's a money-grubbing whore and she's prostituting herself openly on Instagram. Period. Full stop. Now, as I always do, I talk about Instagram influencers and how you got to stop fucking listening to them. The last story I have for you this week is no exception. I'm going to talk to you about a woman who goes by the name of Metaphysical Megan. Metaphysical Megan. You can kind of guess just by the name what kind of an Instagram account Megan is running. (laughs) Metaphysical Megan. Home. Home. Guys, if you know anything about me, you know I got a little hippie in me, right? I'm a little crunchy. I'm a little salty. I'm a little granola, down to earth, don't mind being dirty kind of guy. But some of these people are really bizarre. Okay? Their connection to to the earth around us it gets taken a little too far sometimes. And this woman is, is, is a prime example of that. She, she has now become uh, a, a famous. She, shockingly, this woman already had 10,000 followers on Instagram, which is, blows my mind. <laughs> Absolutely blows my mind. This woman had 10,000 Instagram. Or, yeah, had, because now her numbers are skyrocketing since this story of her came out and, and, and went viral. And that's, that's it, right? That's, before I even get into the story, that's it, right? That's all you need. You need one thing you do to go viral. <clears throat> and once it goes viral, people start paying attention to you and they start listening to everything you got to say. Now, I have the podcast, I have a Facebook page, I have a Twitter account, I have an Instagram account, <coughs> I have a YouTube channel, all of that sort of stuff. And I'm having fun with all of it. But let me let me reiterate one thing about all of it. Hang on a second. If anything I do, if a book that I write or a podcast that I publish, <coughs> excuse me, or a post that I make, or a video that I upload, happens to go viral. Something catches on, and and my listenership and my my following skyrockets for some reason. (coughs) Excuse me once again, sorry. If that were to happen, please do not be influenced by me. Please. All right, I'm a 47, soon-to-be 48-year-old retired landscaper, deadhead, former nomadic hippie. All right, I am not someone that is here to influence you. I truly am not. All the followers in the world are welcome. Come on in. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have some laughs at these people's expense. But don't be looking at me as some kind of role model or somewhat... To influence you or your actions. 
which is the same philosophy you should take with people like this. The reason why metaphysical Megan has become famous recently is because of a post that she made talking about something that she does to give her more energy and enhance her spiritual being. She posted a picture of herself naked, laying on her back out in the desert with her legs straight up in the air, and she was showing you how to, and then describing how she does, tan her butthole. Yes, you heard that correctly. Tan her butthole. So she got this picture of her with her legs in the air, and the sun shining, and her winking brown eye out, just soaking up all the rays. And she talks about how she does this for 30 minutes a day. And doing it for 30 minutes a day with direct sunlight on your butthole is equivalent to all day in the sun with your clothes on. And it just revitalizes her and it gives her energy. And she just has more energy to take on the day. And you guys should do it too. And there's where the stupid part comes in. You want to go... Sun, suntan your own butthole by all means but when you become a, a quote unquote influencer and people are hanging on your words naturally because this is America you're going to have some dumbasses that are going to do what you tell them to do and that's exactly what has happened to a handful of people who follow metaphysical Megan apparently there's now a string of people who saw this, were intrigued by it, <clears throat> and went out and tried to suntan their butthole. Now, whether you are like me, who just normally tans right the hell up as soon as summer hits, usually tan in spring, or if you're if you're you know one of these fair-skinned people that just gets burnt in January, I don't care where you land on the tanning spectrum, okay? It doesn't matter for the purposes of of this conversation. The one thing that almost all of us have in common is our, uh, our bunghole does not see direct fucking sunlight. Even in the cases of the people that go to nude beaches and sunbathe nude, they're not spreading their cheeks apart and letting the sun's rays directly hit their butthole. So what the fuck do you think is going to happen when a part of your body that has never seen the direct rays of sun is opened up and exposed directly to them for a full 30 minutes on a sunny afternoon? You guessed it. All these people who are trying to do what metaphysical Megan seems to do every day for 30 minutes a day are now going to the hospital and doctor with reported cases of sunburn on their winking brown eye. And I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, straight up, I have been sunburned before. I said I'm a natural tanner, and I am, but I have experienced some pretty bad sunburns when it was pretty damn hot and pretty fucking intense. I worked outside for 26 years. I've had some really bad sunburns. I don't think any amount of pain I have ever experienced from any sunburn I have ever had would match the pain of my asshole being bright red sunburned. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, the realm of pain that exists with that one scenario is unimaginable. Unimaginable. First of all, first of all, it's let's be honest. It's in a really sensitive area. Right? I mean, it's, that's a... Whoo, whoo, whoo. <laughs> that, 
Then you take into consideration the fact that any physical activity whatsoever causes your butt cheeks to move back and forth against one another, and it just continuously irritates that burnt bunghole. Just imagine that alone before I even get into the rest of it. Just imagine walking on a hot summer day with a red-hot burned bunghole. I'm not talking about ass cheek, folks. Put ass cheek out of your mind. I'm not talking about, oh, look at that, you know, she's got a thong on and her ass cheek got burnt. New, 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 new. Not the fatty area of an ass cheek. I'm talking about right down in there. The balloon knot itself. Walking alone would be miserable. Now take into consideration every time you have to fart. Not only that, but every time you got to drop deuce. And I don't know about you, but I like my spicy food. I love to put Tabasco on pizza. I love to have me some chorizo tacos loaded up with hot sauce. And even though I love it, and even though I know it's coming every time, the morning after is a rough morning after, if you know what I'm talking about. Now add on to that fresh sunburned butthole. Ooh. It's an unimaginable pain. Unimaginable. Why do people listen to Instagram influencers? What, what is, what, what, fucking why would you ever Listen to someone that you don't know, let alone some fucking person called Metaphysical Megan, tell you to suntan your butthole. She may be a lovely woman. She may have a good heart. She may be a good person. I'm not attacking her on those things. Stop telling people to suntan their butthole. People are actually listening to you. Apparently, we have an entire segment of our society that are, that's incapable of thinking for themselves and they need Instagram influencers to tell them what to do with their lives. And some in, Instagram influencers, admittedly, are good ones. The people that are out there helping people lose weight, get in shape, Right? I see a bunch of Instagram influencers that tell people how to work out and how to diet properly. That's not a bad, necessarily a bad thing. They have a skill. They've proven. They've shown you that they can lose the weight, that they can get in, into great physical shape. Follow what they did, right? Okay, that's one thing. There are writing Instagram influencers to help you, uh, guide you on your, on your writing campaigns. When you're stuck, you go to them for ideas, things of that nature. But think about some of the Instagram influencers I've talked about on this show over the weeks. We've had people that were selling their bath water. And, 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 and as a result, the dumbasses who were buying it were getting fucking sick drinking it. I mean, we've talked about some really bizarre Instagram influencers over time. And this one's right up there with it. People are getting sunburned assholes for listening to this woman. I would love to know if the first time she tanned her asshole, if it got fucking sunburned and then she just kept doing it because, well, now it's tanned. Got through the sunburn part and it's tanned, so I'm just going to do it every day for the next 30 minutes. Did you tell everybody that part? Or did your asshole just never burn? Because I can guarantee you, I'd bet my fucking house that my asshole would be flaming red inside of 10 minutes. 
And speaking of, for, as someone who uh, doesn't have a problem going to the bathroom, shits regularly, uh, not something I'm looking forward to. I am not going to enjoy expanding that balloon knot with a big old fresh turd while sunburned. Not only while sunburned, but while it's in that cracked healing part. Ah, 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 ah. You know the part. You've seen it on your arms, your back, your face, your nose. Woohoo. That's a whole new level of pain. And a whole new level of stupid if you're one of the people out there doing it. Stop doing that. For the love of Pete, would you stop doing that? Jesus, Mary and Joseph. We have some issues as a society, people. We really fucking do. Man. When I read that, I could not believe it. And here's the weird part. If that wasn't weird enough. When I started to read about the people who were actually listening to her and trying this, I got to be honest with you, for whatever reason, maybe because she's a woman, I was, I was expecting the list of people who were going to try this to predominantly be women. There are men doing this. There, there are men who are going, hey, that's it's going to give me more energy. I'm going to go lay in the backyard with my legs spread out, my asshole spread open, and get some good sunlight. There is hairy grungy, gritty man-ass that's sunburned as a result of the fact that it is connected to dumbass human brains that are listening to an Instagram influencer tell them to expose their assholes to direct sunlight. Nobody's getting their salad tossed in that universe, Okay. Ain't nobody going to want to put their tongue on your burnt butthole. And you better not want anybody to put their tongue on your butt burnt hole. Because it's going to send you into a cataclysmic shock. You're going to speed out of there with your arms and legs flailing. You're going to look like Bugs Bunny on the surface of the moon. Goodness gracious. All right. That's all I got for you this week. But really quickly. I'm going to be having a Facebook announcement uh, later on today. It's Friday, December 6th. I'm going to have a Facebook announcement later on today regarding my Christmas giveaways. There's going to be a shake-up in the giveaway program, so be watching for an announcement on that later on today. Sorry I didn't have a podcast for you guys last week. Thanksgiving week, Black Friday, all of that. Uh, uh, I, I just... Didn't do it. I'm back. We'll do we'll do episodes leading up to Christmas, and I believe we should be able to put one in between Christmas and New Year's. So hopefully we'll be able to have weekly podcasts for you all the way up to mid-January when my ass is going to Yamaka for a nice 10-day stretch. So I don't think there's going to be a podcast then. I will give you a heads up when that's going to be happening, but I'll come back with some pictures and some stories from Jamaica. In the meantime, as I said, that's all I got for you this week. As always, stay grateful. Now enjoy a little bit of the Friday song.